You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Jim. Stay with us after today's podcast for an exclusive preview of my audiobook. Here's a program from our archives. Across the Asian subcontinent and around the world, many members of the Hindu faith celebrate the arrival of the harvest season with a day of blessing known as Diwali or Deepawali. It's a celebration of light which involves singing, chanting, prayer, and lots of fireworks. I'm Jim Metzner, and this is the Pulse of the Planet. This year, spiritual leader Swami Brahmananda and hundreds of other Indian Americans are observing the annual Deepavali Festival at the Hindu Temple Society's Community Center in Flushing, New York. On the night before the new moon, homes, sidewalks, and temples are all lit with thousands of small clay lamps, The lamps are meant to signify the triumph of light over the forces of darkness. Deepa means lamp and Oli means light. The light is always equated to knowledge. Darkness is equated to ignorance. Deepavali is basically hailing the victory of truth over untruth. Hailing the victory of good over evil. On this day, they light the lamps and then they blast firecrackers hailing the victory. Within the temple, the statues of Hindu deities are bathed with offerings of milk, oil, and honey. The faithful also undertake a ritual oil bath at home, a purification rite which prepares them to enter the temple. They take the oil bath in the morning, they wear new clothes, and then they go to temple, they offer prayers, they distribute among friends sweets, all that. You've been listening to a program from our archives. Hey, check out our website, PulsePlanet.com, for news of my latest project. It's a novel. I'm Jim Metzner, and this is The Pulse of the Planet. As promised, here's an excerpt from Sacred Mounds, my first novel, a work of historical fiction and magical realism. Lewis reached the top and found a relatively clear patch of ground, His tent had a curved elliptical shape supported by aluminum poles, gently bent like ribs. It seemed somewhat in tune with the geometry of the mound, a green cocoon waiting for his larval form to enter. So he did, removing his shoes and bringing in a sleeping bag. He zipped up the screen to keep out any bugs, leaving a fly flap open for fresh air. His jacket became a pillow, and he lay on the tent floor listening. A few crickets and a distant bird call. Lewis closed his eyes, trying to forget what a crummy sleeper he was. He'd read books on insomnia, listened to tapes, even gone to a clinic. They all more or less preached the same practice, to no avail. The prospect of another sleepless night was a self-fulfilling prophecy. Bottom line, he was afraid to let go. Whenever that sinking feeling appeared, he invariably struggled against it, refusing to go under, coming up for air, 
for wakefulness, for life. Tonight, sleep came in through a side door. Memories of his father yelling at him for leaving a handprint on the living room wall. A handprint with an eye that sparkled in its center and beckoned him outdoors. He ran out of the house, late for school, unable to find his locker, wandering lost through corridors, down into an escalator, into a bus station, crowds of people going purposely somewhere. He couldn't catch a bus, no ticket, no shoes, the urban landscape dissolving into what it had once been, a wilder place, an odor of something dank and moldy. Odd to actually smell anything in a dream. It's time to bail, except he could not ascend. A rumble of panic, scrabbling for air. The only way out seemed to go deeper into the dream where everything had grown darker. All scared now, Lewis walked faster, barefoot on an earthen pathway. He could see nothing but since he had entered a, a cavernous space, cool and damp, holding the panic down, breathing heavily, he slowed his pace as the path sloped upward, a sliding, scraping sound close behind him, a shallow breathing, perhaps a hiss. He ran, feeling the path in the dark by some kind of dream instinct. It curved to the right, becoming steeper, until he collided into a post with cross pieces, a ladder. Lewis grabbed a rung and began to climb, splintering his finger, missing a foothold and nearly falling off. He reached the last rung, pulling himself through a narrow opening of what seemed to be an earthen roof, scrambling out, dirty, shaking with fear. Whatever had been behind him had apparently not climbed in pursuit. He felt the warmth of the sun on him, but it was dark, dark as night. Thanks for listening. To order Sacred Mounds in print or audio, visit sacredmoundsnovel.com. That's sacredmoundsnovel.com.